Hello, I'm Friedel. And I'm Andrew. Welcome to the seventh edition of the Traveling to Radio Show, coming to you today from a very rainy hill in Portugal. And today we're going to uh, review our new tarp. Yes, which we're very happily sitting underneath at the moment. And we're also going to bring you an interview with a Belgian family who we met in a town and they were cycle touring around Portugal. So you get a few of their thoughts on the country as well as some other stories of places they've been. So here we go. Well, here we are sitting under our tarp at about nine in the morning on top of a mountain in Portugal, just north of the town of Castelo Branco. We had a lovely ride up through the mountains yesterday and the weather held for us all the way to the top. But uh, through the night and this morning, the rain started coming down. So we're pretty happy to have our brand new tarp, which we just picked up in the area of Faro when we went to visit a couple friends, Rich and Paula. They brought it out for us from the UK. So, Andrew, do you want to describe exactly what the tarp is that we have? Uh, the tarp is a Hildeberg uh 10 foot by 10 foot green tarp uh, not quite the same color as our tent but uh, fairly close um, and it doesn't come with any poles but at each corner there's a, a string tie and right now we have uh, them all tied to trees around us and uh, it's working quite well um, there's a couple spots where of course water is accumulating and stuff like that so you have to poke it every once in a while but um, uh, that's probably just practice of putting up the tarp it doesn't take that long to put up. Uh, once you've done it a couple times, I think it's going to get quicker and quicker. I mean, it's not taking me more than five minutes to put it up, and I put it up last night after dinner. And that was only the second time we've put it up, so really pretty easy to get up in, in case you need to do that quickly when it's, when it's raining. It was a little bit expensive. It was £75, and I know some people would argue that you could buy a, a sheet of plastic, for example, to use as a tarp for very much cheaper than that. I think... The main thing there is it's lightweight. It's of the same variety of lightweight material as our as our tent is, so it's less than a less than a kilogram. Yeah, I think it's about eight hundred grams from memory. Although someone may correct us on that if they go online and look it up, but uh, you can have a peek anyway. And it's made of quite strong material as well. It certainly seems to stand up to the Hilleberg standards in terms of design and quality. And so far, we've been very pleased with our tent. So hopefully, the tarp will hold up as well. Oh, I imagine it will do. Yeah. So if you're thinking of traveling through anywhere where you might get quite a bit of rain, tarp is definitely a nice idea. I mean, this morning we were able to get out of our tent and make our breakfast, and whereas otherwise we really would have been held captive inside. <laughs> yeah, we would have been held captive inside the tent, and and this is why it able, enables us to have a basically a porch outside the tent, which is great. Well, up next for you, we have an interview with a Belgian family that we met in the Portuguese town of Beja. They were in the same campsite as us, and Andrew noticed that they were driving touring bikes. Of course, we had to go cycle around past their site and say hello and see what they were up to. I think the first thing we noticed was uh, a tent not like a, not too much unlike our own. I thought, that's a bit odd, just for regular campers. So uh, eventually we did see the touring bikes. Yeah, so we went over and said hello to them. Lovely, lovely family, uh, Danny, Nadja, and Chinook. And they've been doing bike touring for quite a few years. They had some interesting thoughts on Portugal, as well as some thoughts on touring with a child. So I hope you'll be interested to hear this interview with them. I'm Danny from uh, Belgium, and I am um, uh, a driver, a driver in Belgium. So from uh, mental, who is Edina? Handicap? Handicapped people. Handicapped people. Center for handicapped people. And my name is Nadia. I'm uh, the age? Sure. 39 from yesterday. And I'm, uh, I have a little shop in Belgium. Okay. 
And you're here with your daughters? I'm uh, Shinook. I'm um, 16 years old and I'm a student in uh, Belgium, Antwerp. And um, I often join my parents uh, to uh, trips around, uh, well, everywhere in Europe, mostly on the bicycle. Who would like to start in telling me maybe what this what this trip is about, where you're going, and wh- why you chose Portugal as a destination? Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. We are starting from Belgium with, uh, with a plane to Faro, and then we are going for a trip for about five, 600 kilometers. And we are uh, going to Mertola, Serpa, then uh, to uh, Beja, and then the west coast of Portugal. Then we go more south to the Sierra Monchique, and from Sierra Monchique we're going back to the, the south coast with the, with the rocks, and then we go to Faro again. And then 14 days later we go back to uh, Belgium. And why did you choose Portugal as a destination? We hoped it would be warm here, <laughs> so and uh, when you don't have a lot of days to travel, it's not so far, and and we hoped uh, a good weather, but it's it's cold to, uh, this time of year now, so it's a little bit disappointed. Eh? disappointed. <laughs> a little bit colder than no, you no, expected, no. <laughs> but still not as cold as Belgium. Bye. I think no. it's the same now. Uh-huh. It's the same weather back home as here, so. <laughs> Oh, well, uh, but good wine. Yeah, cheap yeah. wine. There cheap you wine. go. <laughs> and is this your first bicycle tour like this? No, we. I think it's the fifth or the sixth bicycle trip. First we were in uh, the Netherlands, then we were one time in France, in Spain, in Andalusia, in Ronda, and uh, it was more beautiful than here, I think. And uh, then this one, and our... our uh, our next is hopefully <laughs> we, we go yeah. to Vietnam or something. We want to go to oh, for America a one month somewhere. America one month. Yeah. or Vietnam, Cambodia or something. Mm-hmm. A little bit further. A little bit away. further and a yeah. little bit longer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And what do you think about these bicycle trips? What, uh, do you like them? Or? Sometimes it, it's very exhausting, but um, it's really fun because it's something uh, different from uh, the usual trips, and um, it's something completely different from well, what uh, other people in my class do. So uh, it's pretty adventurous and um, sort of fun. Was it hard for your parents to convince you to come along the first time they said, let's go for a holiday on a bicycle? No, I pretty much followed them around all the time. And uh, I uh, always, we used to always go uh, hike uh, in the mountains all the time. And uh, so this was pretty much another step in uh, the adventurous life with my parents. So (laughs) I'm used to it. How old were you when you first started traveling by bicycle? Ten years. Ten years <laughs> Apparently. old. Apparently, started hiking when she was four. That so, was uh, Norway. Norway. Yeah. Yeah. She she had all kinds of. How do we say it in English? She had a dark eye rings like that. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> and then we saw maybe it was a little bit too much for her age, but anyway, it was uh, fun. As, as parents, did you have to think about special considerations to take a child along? Because quite often what people say to us is, oh, it's great that you do this before you have children, as if it's almost something very, very difficult or impossible to do once you have children. But we don't do uh, more than 60 kilometers a day. Eh? Maybe when you're alone, you do more. 
but with the child you take it nice and slow so that's all for the rest you, you have to see that you have plenty of food with you i think that's important whether you're a yeah, child or an adult, or an adult. <laughs> sometimes you can manage without uh, an evening of food or but when you're with a child you always have to consider that huh? And sometimes a nice hotel also. <laughs> I think I want to travel with you. Can I come along? <laughs> Not always. <laughs> and, and tell us a little bit about what you're taking with us. I mean, we see that you've got a tent quite similar to ours, the, the Hilleberg. Mm. Is, it, is it a good tent? Are you pleased yes, with it? Yes, or? yes. It's a good uh, rain tent, I think. When it, when it rains, you, you put the, you know it, the, the inside tent, or how do you say it? Yeah. Inner tent, yeah. Inner tent, yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's 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 good. I like uh, good uh, material. Yeah. yeah, I like good material. So we Sometimes have. Sometimes it's a little bit more expensive. More expensive, but, but the long run, it's it's better. It lasts Before a we now. have uh, we had a north face, uh, but this is much better, I think. Yeah, Hilleberg. Yeah. That's all I think. <laughs> <laughs> what, what about your bicycles? What kind of bicycles do you have? Are they anything yeah. special or? Yes, they, they were handmade. Yeah, so handmade, for custom made. Custom made, yes, for uh, my wife and that also, yeah, with uh, Magura hydraulic, Magura uh, brakes, brakes, mm -hmm. yeah, and uh, yeah. Have you had any problems with them so far? Any flat no. tires no. or no? Only thing I I can't uh, seem to fix is my fix my uh, yeah yeah my lazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? I have a little bit problems with it. It's yeah. a tch -tch -tch. I oversee. But you yeah. were able to fix it yourself, or did you? I hope so. I hope so. Okay. Or I ask your husband <laughs> or, or your friend. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, d how did you get into bicycle touring in in the first, first place? place? Tell tell me the story about how you first became uh, bicycle tours. I follow him everywhere. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> normally I climb mountains, but more afraid. I'm now more afraid in the mountains. Yeah, when so you're young, eh? yeah, you yeah. do and everything. I, you, and I have a child, and, and I lost a lot of friends in the in the mountains. Mm. And then I have a child, and so I go bicycle. Yeah. 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 And, the go first, and the first time you brought this up as an idea, what did you? <laughs> what was the response no, for the family? Good. Was everyone it's was good? I think. Okay. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The first was the Netherlands, so it was just one week. So and flat. Yeah, and, and flat. flat. Yeah. 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 Let's see how it's. Eh? It's. It went. Yeah. It was nice. Uh, you see a lot of things eh, when yeah. you. You don't see when you go by car or something. So I think it's. It's, it's a fantastic way to travel. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Of of all the places that. You've been Chinook. What, what's your favorite place? Is there one place that stands out? Maybe not even from this trip, but another trip? Um, I liked Spain a lot. Um, it was also pretty steep sometimes, but um, there were a lot of cozy villages and um, restaurants, and um, the campsites were also very nice, uh, nice facilities as well, and uh, it was a really nice experience for me. And where's the next place you like to go? Vietnam? Was that your idea, or? No, my uh, father is mostly. Uh, <laughs> he uh, always organizes things, and I uh, follow and see how it goes. But if you got to pick the next trip, where would you go? Um, somewhere far, maybe America. 
uh, or um, India, maybe. Um, those things seem pretty interesting to me. I'd like to just end, maybe, if because when people listen to this, of course, they're thinking of taking trips of their own. It's always good if they can get advice from people who are on the road. So do each of you maybe have a piece of advice or a little tip or something that you could tell a, another bike tourist that might be interesting or helpful for them? Travel light, maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> the first uh, trips we made, we were it, we had too much with us. So that's, and I said uh, that... Uh, that you need uh, faster punten moet hebben. Like bijvoorbeeld zegt van ik. Maybe if someone's listening in Flemish. That's what I said before. Sometimes we want to tell something, but is it to not go too quickly in between? Yes, too too quickly, or we start the day and we must go to that point, but it's not. Sometimes we just can manage to get to that no, point no, no. so it's best that you organize it a little bit no. while you're doing it and not everything at home and so to be more flexible yeah, on the road flexible, or yeah, yeah, okay. more flexible yeah. yeah that's it well thank you very much for letting me come and invade your yeah. campsite <laughs> We certainly hope that you enjoyed that interview with Danny, Nadja and Chinook. They were headed south as we were headed north, so hopefully they got some sunnier weather than we're getting at the moment. You might think from the sounds around us that we're in the same place as we were before we played the interview, but actually we're a couple days down the road and we're in the middle of a massive hailstorm. The hail out there is a centimeter round? Yeah, about a centimeter. Um, it's kind of starting to ease off now, but it was, still, it was the, the ground's just covered. It looks like a winter wonderland out there. Anyway, we're getting very good use out of our tarp. <laughs> and the area that we're in is a magnificent region, despite the fact that it's freezing cold outside now. And there's hail and quite inhospitable, especially if you're cycling on a bike. Um, it's the Serra da Estrella region. It's a natural park. Oh, you can hear some thunder going above us there. <laughs> and today we cycled right up to the peak, didn't we, Andrew? Yeah, Torre which is the, the top of the mountain at 1900-something. 19, yeah, 1900-plus metres. It's the highest point in mainland Portugal. But wow, the views that you get coming up to that peak are just incredible. Hard work on a bike, but... Yeah, a lot of, a lot of work, um, a lot of climbing above uh, 10% grade, so... Oh, but, it, but the views are absolutely magnificent. The whole area is carved out by a glacier, so if you can just imagine big boulders everywhere and a very sort of tundra-like landscape and then occasionally you'd have a dam as well and the whole while you're on this road that's just twisting and curving and you come to every twist and curve and because you're on a bike you need to have a break anyway so you run up to the edge and have a look and see what's over see the what's edge. See what's there. <laughs> but we really had a good time doing it even though it tired us out. <laughs> yeah it was a bit tiring but um, after about two hours we reached the top. Two and a bit hours we reached the top and um we celebrated by uh, buying a bottle of wine. Buying a bottle of wine, and we also found a shop there selling chorizo and locally cheese. made cheese. So it was a happy ending to a very hard climb. When we say we climbed for about two hours, that was from a starting point of about a thousand meters. So, in fact, if you're going to start right from the very bottom, you'll have an even longer climb. It'll be a full day. Absolutely. Just as an idea, I think we did how far today in total? I think we've only done 20, 28 kilometers today, so... Yeah, so that gives you an idea. That's a whole day's work, 28 kilometers. We really, really highly recommend the Serra da Estrella Park. It's, it is awfully hard work, as we've said, but 
you will be definitely rewarded by the magnificent views and also they have little spots to wild camp that have picnic tables and a little bit of water as well so check those out if you ask at the tourist bureau you, you can get a really nice guide to the area and it's fantastic it is worth the effort even though we're incredibly tired at the moment <laughs> If you don't fancy so much climbing, then you might want to check out the city of Avora. That was another place we really enjoyed. Yeah, it had a lot of uh, Roman architecture and uh, had an aqueduct. And the, the town was very nice, uh, quite compact, and uh, just nice to walk around. Yeah, we saw the cathedral there as well, didn't we? The Roman temple. And remember, the aqueduct was really neat because it had the houses. Yeah, all the houses, all these houses had been built into the arches of the aqueduct, obviously, after the fact. And uh, some of them were for sale. <laughs> there you go. If you fancy a new home, cycle by and pick one out. <laughs> it's actually a world heritage town recognized by UNESCO. So that tells you in itself what a special place Evora is. In fact, I think the list we got from the Tourist Bureau had something like 24 Dif- sites. That different you could sites, visit. yeah. Palaces and monasteries and a library and a museum and I, I don't know what else, but there was an awful lot there. I'm sure you could spend more than a few days there. And what else have we enjoyed in Portugal? The food, as always. <laughs> yeah, the fish. We've we've had well since we're not able to cook fish on on our one one gas burner. Uh, we've been every once in a while going to a restaurant and ordering fish, which is very very good. And usually it's cooked just grilled with a little bit of salt sprinkled over the skin, nice and crispy, and it's lovely. Yeah really really good the nice thing too about portuguese restaurants is that the cost of eating in them is relatively low compared to the rest of europe so even if you're trying to travel on a budget then you can usually have a fantastic meal for two for no more than what 20 euros yeah i think we last time we spent 20 euros we had uh order fish some salad and a little pitcher of wine and two coffees at the end yeah and there we go (laughs) we were pretty happy happy cyclists (laughs) for the afternoon (laughs) Well, that's just about it from Portugal. We're certainly hoping that the weather's going to improve as we make our way down the mountain tomorrow. And uh, from here on, we'll be cutting our way across Spain and into France. And here's hoping the weather's a little improves a little bit. <laughs> Fingers crossed. At least before we get to the Italian Alps in June, eh, Andrew? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it from us. We hope you have happy cycling and maybe that spring is making for uh, good traveling weather wherever you are in the world.